0: Apple recently revealed its third quarter results for 2021, and yep, Apple made a lot of money again. We'll go behind the numbers in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyal, uh, here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Before we jump into it, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Upgrading your device soon? Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit declutter.com/macworld. That's d-e-c-l-u-t-t-r.com/macworld, and use the code Macworld10. That's Macworld 10 to get 10% extra for your trade in. That's declutter.com/slash Macworld and use the code Macworld10 for an extra 10% with declutter. Thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the Macworld podcast. So, Apple yesterday announced its third quarter 2021 results. Uh, they brought in a record 30 30- 31, 81.4 billion. I meant to say 36% year over year growth.
1: <laughs> for this quarter, for the Apple's yes. third quarter, uh, calendar second quarter is just like, wow. For the
2: last five years, they haven't had a uh, a quarter, Q3. They're off a year from their our, our year. So their, their Q3s, the calendar Q2, they haven't had uh, uh, that much growth in the last five years. And then, and this is it's the second best of any quarter. Only last quarter's year-on-year growth
1: was eighty billion. Is like a holiday quarter, <laughs>
0: yeah. not the middle of spring. Well, that's the thing. Not to jump ahead, but it makes me wonder what is that Q1 going to be like if we're getting eighty-one billion now. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we're jumping ahead. Yeah, so that eighty-one bill, about fifty percent of that was brought in by the iPhone,
2: which is. Down a bit, by the way, the the share of, the, of it, yeah, that was which iPhone. What that's what oh, yes. they want that. The share that was, they want more revenue, but less share of iPhone. And um, the last two quarters, it's been higher than that. It's not, the, it's not the lowest it's been. Q4 last year was less iPhone. Q4 is always low for iPhone because everyone knows the new iPhone's coming out. Or slash, not a lot of people buy a new iPhone in what is Q3 of the calendar year. And they all get one during the holiday season.
0: Yeah. So Apple would like that percentage to go down, you know, diversification is...
2: Yeah. They want to They want to sell more iPhones, but they want to sell even more everything else. <laughs> Apple has for a couple of years now, not divulged sales numbers of iPhone, right? So you, you always wonder what's the mix, what's the breakup of if, if they're selling X dollars, are there are people just buying higher end iPhones? Are they just buying uh, more storage? You, know, you don't know what, what's going on. Um, but I think part of the thing this year was it's there's a lot of pent up demand or there was a lot of pent up demand for iPhone. If you look at iPhone, the last several years, Apple had a good 2018 year, but then they lost it all again in 2019. Like they were down year on year. Twenty eighteen was when they stopped
1: reporting numbers, right? For yeah. the iPhone, so they knew that was coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, so but twenty nineteen, they they were down year on year again, back to their normal level. Twenty twenty really just kind of up and down a few percent here and there, except for Q four, which is calendar Q three, where everyone knew they were coming out with a three a five G iPhone. That was the big wait, right? <laughs> uh, and then you know uh, it exploded in uh their 2021 years right q2 2021 some 66 percent year on year and stuff and it's stayed at 50 percent. so iphone 12 has obviously been a big hit but i wonder how much of that is people really didn't buy more iphones than usual the last several years and it it's upgrade time for everyone they made a 5g iphone that looks uh very affordable for a 5g phone but the prices did go up. So that's a part of that
1: more and revenue. They've, they got. they've consistently gone up for the last couple of years. The average selling price, they don't, I mean, we, we can only yeah. extrapolate, but my guess is that's consistently gone up every quarter mm-hmm. by, by at least a little bit in some quarters, a lot of it um, to help that revenue number. And if so, all right. So the, the, the last quarter we have sales numbers for was Q4 2018. Yeah. So Apple posted um, 37 billion in revenue for the iPhone and sold about $47 it looks like. That's roughly what they posted this quarter, as far as money goes, uh, uh, revenue, 39, right? Yeah, Yeah, 39. So pretty close. I wonder what that number is. Is it 40 or is it, you know, my my assumption is it's less, less units. It's less
2: because uh, I think the reason revenue's going up so much uh, year on year and just in general for iPhone is because the price increase, like just this year, it looks the same as prices last year, but that's because they're hiding twenty bucks worth of.
1: And then, well, um, they're also hiding the, one hundred dollars versus the mini versus the twelve.
2: Right, but even just model on model, uh, they they went up twenty bucks for for carrier things, and then the, when you buy through a carrier, the carrier eats that twenty bucks, but Apple still gets that twenty bucks. They just get it from the carrier. Twenty nine dollars. Twenty nine dollars. <laughs> Except for on the pro models, like that's, so I, you know, there's, there's another 30, a hidden $30 they're getting from carriers for selling these things. So I, I wonder, I think that's kind of where all of that is all, not all, not all the extra, they're also selling more iPhones, but I think a a big chunk of that revenue going up is, is sale prices going up and not that they're selling more iPhones than they, than they have.
1: Yeah. My guess is that it's less and, and possibly significantly less. Or fewer iPhones, mm-hmm. but as you say, the average selling price is up, and people are buying bigger phones. And bigger phones cost more, mm-hmm. um, you know. And that mini, we don't know numbers, but from what we hear, people aren't buying that one. So they're they're already spending more than they were last year on an iPhone. Most people, right. because the mini costs what the what the eleven cost last year. The mini costs. So if you want that size, now you got to spend one hundred and twenty nine dollars more than you did last year. And Apple's very coy about not really. Uh, kind of blaring that number. Like it doesn't feel like the iPhone costs anymore this year, but it does. Uh,
2: and, and we're also comparing sort of different quarters. Like you said, this is, that was, we're just talking about how was revenue equal unit sales? Quarter three, that, that 2018 year, the same quarter, they sold 30 billion in iPhones. So uh, versus almost 40 this year. So that's, you know, the, the, the iPhone sale unit sales are, trending up but I don't think they're trending up the way that these big revenue jumps
1: make it look. And I don't think Apple really cares about that.
2: No, I you know as long as people are keeping their iPhones for more than their uh, a couple of years then these are not all replacements. They're still growing their maybe not market share but they're growing their user base. Their user base is getting bigger.
0: Harsh Kumar of Piper Sandler asked an interesting question. He asked about the installed base and he asked and I think it sounded like it sounded like a weird question, but I think it, it, he meant it in a different way. He, he asked how old the installed base is. What, are you asking if there are a bunch of boomers <laughs> and Gen Xers? No, what he's asking is how old are the phones people are using in that installed base?
2: Yeah, on average. Uh, how close are we to a replacement cycle? Everybody's always looking for what they call a super cycle. They predict one every year. And then when it doesn't, it hasn't happened for the last three years, this year it kind of did, but they, you know, it's one of those things where they keep predicting the same thing. And then when they're finally right, they go, ah, I told you so. The big, the big upgrade cycle could have been
1: this iPhone 12. I mean, 12 th- for this is the closest, the closest to a super cycle as we're going to get. And I th- think there's yeah. just too many iPhones in existence and too many people upgrading on a, on their own cycle for that to really be a super cycle anymore. Right. Uh, absent.
2: Apple doing something really drastic, like right. um, dramatically reducing
0: like a, prices. Uh, like a, like a, if they came out with a $600 folding iPhone, that would be a super cycle. But that is, that's not happening. True. true for sure. Tim Cook also emphasized that 5G penetration is, is pretty low worldwide. So I guess he was trying to emphasize the fact that people are going to upgrade when 5G becomes available. That's going to push sales of the iPhone. 5G
1: also in the US has kind of stalled a little bit over the last 12 months.
0: Like that, that growth,
1: that 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 buildout that we were seeing in big numbers and before the pandemic has really slowed. But I don't think that's a problem, and Apple's ahead of that. I think people still see five G and it's something that they want. So I think that you know, yeah, he's right about the fact that once it becomes a thing like LTE, where you can get it turning it on and you're going to see these these speeds that that you hear about, it's going to be huge. But I don't think it's hurting Apple. There's also Tim Cook also warned, or or maybe it was Luca, that the chip shortage could have an impact going forward Mm -hmm. uh, on the iPhone. It's it's affected the iPad and the Mac, as we've seen, uh, particularly the iMac and the the, the newer iPad Pro, the newest iPad Pro. But um, there was a bit of a warning that it could start to impact, my guess is with the A15 in the next generation iPhone, supplies could be constrained a little bit more than they usually would be.
2: It could be, yeah. I I don't necessarily think the A15 is going to be the bottleneck because... TSMC is still cranking out chips and Apple pays to be first in line. There's a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of other little chips on the motherboard or whatever you call an iPhone's main board. Little other power regulators and all these other kind of things. And and that kind of stuff could be a real issue. You know, display controllers, stuff like that. I've heard heard there's issues with things like that.
0: When pressed about the shortages, Tim Cook would not specify whether he just kept saying it was a supply problem.
2: Also, I don't think they want to throw any of their suppliers under the bus Uh, you know everyone made a big deal about the services revenue
1: it's bigger it keeps going up but it's going up very linearly like year on year year it's it's big Uh, month on month or quarter on quarter it's not huge
2: and it's and even year on year we've seen this before like late 2017 all through 2018 we had 30 percent year-on-year growth as Apple Music was big, it's only the last couple of years. And even those were all nearly, you know, almost 20% year-on-year
1: growth. Yeah. If you look at the services chart, it's like a ski lift. (laughs) Like it's like, it's like a very perfect incline. Yeah. So, you know, it it slightly
2: goes up a little better year-on-year and and we're, we're seeing that now, but Apple wants to grow services growth. And it's good to see that it's always going up double digits year-on-year if you
1: want to grow it, but it's not like, oh my God, services, they did it. You know, curious yet. to see if that changes now that they're charging for uh, Apple TV. Yeah, well, within the next quarter or quarter and a half, because there's still those three month free trials. The the year device if you bought it at the beginning that ended that ends this month. So yeah, if you bought it at the
2: beginning, you could have you could buy starting uh last month. You could have still gotten a free year buying stuff.
1: Yeah, right uh, before June. For July 1st, it was a year after July like, 1st, three months. So I'm curious to see that, uh, I guess, it could be Q1 22, Q2 22, where we really would see a noticeable boost from Apple TV. So I'm curious.
2: Yeah, it's going to come in in phases over the next year's worth of, of quarters. But also, I think um, Apple One is probably going to be a big factor because as people stop as, as people's like free apple tv and stuff start going away they're going to start looking at the bundle and go like hmm does that make sense you know and and they keep adding little things to it here and there little features yeah i mean that i pay for
1: that uh 30 bucks a month and it's, it's great it's it's a it's a real um it's a, i mean it's a it's a real value you're getting a lot there a particularly deal. if, if mm-hmm. you subscribe to one or two services already for a lot of people, that kind of bundle
2: doesn't save them money in the sense that they they spend less. They spend more, but they get a lot more, right? Like they we were spending 15 bucks and they'll get the $20 bundle and get all this stuff, right? Um, so I think that's going to start playing a part of this services growth over time.
0: Well, Apple even said during the call that for Q4, they expect a slowdown in services.
2: That makes sense in the sense that Services grows when a lot when new devices, when people get new devices and new devices slow down a lot in their Q4, which is calendar Q3.
0: And I, I think Luca Maestri even said, the the CFO for Apple, he was asked, I forget who were the analysts, asked if uh, Apple benefited from the pandemic. <laughs> and he didn't say so, but he, he definitely, he said that uh, you know their services experienced growth. And now that the pandemic is slowing down, you could predictably expect that those services, that the growth in services, to slow down.
2: Well, yeah, it sounds like BS to me, because like their two of their worst services growth quarters were in the heart of the pandemic. Q three and Q four of last year were right when everything was really locked down and everyone had to switch to working from home and all this stuff, and that's when they had like 15 and it's still growing 15 and 16% year over year, but it's, it was uh, where, where, where the
1: pandemic made a difference was in Mac. Q3 last year was actually a quarter on quarter decline. Quarter on quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they didn't, I mean, the, the pandemic benefit, it took a little while for that to, to kind of flesh itself out.
0: The Mac experienced, uh, has experienced its four best quarters in recent history.
2: Uh, Q4, Q4 of 2017, it had a 25% surge and and they've oh, done you over seven or eight million.
1: Okay, growth billions. percentages, sure. But
2: even even sales, they've had seven point two, seven point one billion uh, back in yeah. But they're know, 2017. at
1: eight point two It's it's well, if it's not the highest ever, it's 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 pretty darn close.
2: True. Yeah. In terms of billions of sales. Yes. The the pandemic, they started having a big surge in Mac sales in Q3 last year, which is calendar Q2, which is right when the pandemic hit and everyone said, oh no, I have to work from home. I need another computer because my kid has to go to remote school and all this other (laughs) stuff. And that's all of a sudden you needed not a new phone or whatever. You needed a new laptop.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, they used to call it the halo effect Back when the iPod was a thing, and it's mm-hmm. similar, you know, people, the kids have an iPhone, they have an iPad, parents are looking for a computer for Zoom stuff or whatever it is, Meet, and you know, they go to a MacBook, they go to a MacBook Air, whatever it is, yeah, because they're familiar with Apple. The kids like Apple, they know Apple, they they understand how to use it, all that stuff. And it's it should be noted that the the so the Q4, which was also a blowout Mac quarter last year, that was before the M1 even landed.
2: They they was nine billion in revenue. Whereas you know uh, the year-on-year growth for for Q two was the big year-on-year growth, seventy percent, but it was only nine point one billion. It's just that they don't sell a lot of Macs in Q two normally, and they did this. But nine
1: point one billion is a is a ton for the Mac. I mean, they don't it, ever it is. get anywhere near that
2: in any. It quarter. was their it was their yeah. record quarter, and it was weird yeah. that it happened in a in a yeah. quarter two, which is Q one for them. And uh, although those that. That is partially the M1 Mac effect because those came out so late in the year. They, they A lot of that missed what would be their Q1, you know, our, our Q4. I wish their quarters were just lined up with calendar quarters. It's so hard to talk about.
0: Because well, they want the holiday season to be their first. Right, quarter. to start
1: the year. Yeah. To start but, the year. But why? Who cares?
0: Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I guess yeah. it's easier to work backwards
1: than play catch up. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a CEO, but. My guess is that's the reasoning, but yeah, I agree with Jason. It's, right. it's very annoying as a as a as a writer track of it. Just right. as a human being trying to figure <laughs> out what that's going on.
2: So yeah, Mac max sales still growing. I really think there's a lot of pent-up demand because I think the M1 stuff, there's a lot of people who want to buy something more substantial than what the M one Macs were, and they weren't redesigned in any way. It's just it was just a chip upgrade. So I think there's gonna be some hot quarters coming, not
1: next quarter, but the one after. If yeah. if the Pro is what we think it's going to be, and it's within a price range, like say that 14 inch redesign Pro is like 1500, that's going to be a monster right. hit for Apple. Monster. Even if it's not, just you know, since
2: they don't report units, we're talking about revenue. Like they'll sell, they'll sell a lot of expensive computers. That and just you know, we we've also heard maybe not by the end of this year, but coming soon next year or something, new MacBook Airs and low-end MacBook Pros with an actual redesign, yep. an actual yep. redesign chassis and stuff. And, and a lot of things.
1: features that people have been wanting for a while. Like There's a, there's a reason to believe that they're good. they could top 10 billion in Mac sales. Uh, oh, absolutely. By, by the holiday quarter.
0: Well, yeah, that'll I think a, next year, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think a
2: 10 billion quarter is going to happen within the next year. Um, and it's all, it all depends on when, when they launch these new Macs, but if they're redesigned, if they finally change the design of the Mac somewhat <laughs> for the first time in however long that, that plus the next step in the M series processors, plus maybe other stuff people want like face ID and stuff and bringing back some ports people want and everything. Yeah. could be, they're going to be huge. I think the max best days are ahead of it.
0: Which is kind of refreshing to hear because for a long time, people were kind of like, Apple's an iPhone company. Yeah. What, I what? mean, <laughs> they still
1: are, I think. But
0: Why? You know, Well, yeah, I we just think... said 50% of the revenue. <laughs> our discussion will continue. But first, a word from our sponsor. Upgrade the smart way with Declutter. Sell your mobile phone, iPad, Apple Watch, or MacBook today. Get a free quote for your old device, ship it to them for free, and get paid quickly. Visit declutter.com slash macworld, that's D E C L U T T R.com slash macworld, and use the code macworld10, that's macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. Declutter. It's smart for you, smart for the planet.
1: But yeah. um, I mean, the i the Mac is arguably right now it's second hottest product. Maybe Apple Watch too. iPad is you know this it's iPad is still in kind of a holding struggling pattern where it mm-hmm. has blowout growth one quarter and then it back to nothing the next quarter. Like it's all over the place if you look at the charts.
2: Yeah, it, it really is. It's been very
1: flat, you know, up, up until well last a year quarter ago. It was it was yeah the last few quarters they've they've. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they, they were huge. And then this quarter, it was, you know, slight, a slight yeah. bump. Year on year change throughout 2017,
2: 18, 19, very flat. It'll be up a few percent this quarter, down a few percent that quarter. But, you know, just really treading water. iPad has been basically following the, the Mac for overall.
1: Like, what do you mean by following it? Following it? Um,
2: it, It's the last year was good. A lot of year on year growth and a lot of growth in sales. But then... Through two or three years before that, it's been very flat overall. Like little ups and downs, quarter to quarter. But they the iPad revenue has been treading water for for years until this last year, and it kind of maybe that has to do with the pandemic and stuff. Maybe a lot of the oh I need something for home sales kind of got split between laptops and tablets. Um, yeah, starting sort of Q3 last year, which was Q calendar Q2, we started to see a big growth in iPad revenue. And it's not like they suddenly s- sold more expensive iPads. It's it, the iPad Pro launch was some time ago. So,
1: uh, well, holiday quarter they did real well. Yeah, and and the quarter after that, which I guess maybe again- some.
2: So yeah, big, big quarter was back to school Was stuff. calendar Q1 though. Yeah. That was which was what Q2. That was the huge year-on-year growth. Yeah, it was 79% that quarter. And and 7.8 billion in revenue which they haven't ever done anything close in a Q2. That's almost 80% higher than any Q2 they've ever had ever. For to be fair, months. Q
1: yeah. the, the comp quarter is was really low.
2: But all Q2s are like that. You know, it was like, it was like, why are they why did early this year, what the first quarter of calendar quarter of this year, they just suddenly sell a ton of iPads. The Mac was just like that. That same surge at the same time and to the same degree has happened in iPads as is happening in Macs.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, The iPad is, is funny because I don't know what, I don't think Apple really knows, like the Mac, there's a, there's a, obvious trajectory, particularly now with Apple Silicon. There's a, sure. lot, there's, a, there's a lot ahead of it. iPad still seems to be like, okay, it's the best tablet by far, the best design, lots of great features, but where are we going with this now? What's the yeah. next step for this?
2: It, it's almost like winning by default. It's because like competing tablets are so bad. Or they are, let's be honest, laptops where you can fold Windows laptops where you can fold the screen back, like and I don't call call that a tablet. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, it, it's in this weird no man's land where they've they started calling it iPad OS, but it's still very iOSy and Half the improvements are just bringing stuff from last year's iOS. And uh, yeah, I just don't know where, where are you going with, what is your vision for what an iPad
1: is? And you know, there's some exciting rumors ahead. The iPad mini might get the iPad air treatment, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Like from a form factor standpoint, maybe some improvements with the Apple pencil and you know, there are things there. But they're all, they're all just new
2: hardware that doesn't really in any way explain uh, how do you envision people using this? Is this a big iPhone that you can do work on? Is this a less capable like Mac? Like what it what is this to you, Apple? And and it feels like that when you use one. It feels like you're constantly being bounced back and forth between, well, is this a, a productivity device? Is this a consumption device? How am I supposed to be using this?
1: There's a lack of clarity. With the exception of screen size, so then you got, got the Mini, you got the Air, and you got the, the bigger Pro. There's there's no real difference between them. Mm-hmm. Like the entry level $329 iPad can do everything that an iPad Pro could do. Yeah, just not. Albeit fast. maybe a tiny bit slower. Yeah. But There's not stuff we really. don't
2: care about. Like,
1: uh, oh, it's got more cameras. Nobody, yeah. I mean, there's face ID, touch ID, but you get that with the air too. Like there's a lot of muddying between the lines and it's Mm -hmm. just, it's, I think that's part of the problem with growth is that people maybe don't understand which one to buy and maybe don't understand why they need one at all anymore.
2: Yeah. And I don't think necessarily it's a problem that they all do the same thing. You could say that of Macs or iPhones really. In fact, in iPhones, they're not even different speeds. They just differentiate them. Like this one has a nicer screen or a fancier camera, but people care about the camera in an iPhone. It's like a huge deal. So yeah, it, it it's more of a case to me of when I just sit down and use an iPad, it doesn't feel clear to me that this is its own experience, that this is its own thing. I feel like I'm stuck halfway between doing big iPhone stuff and doing small Mac stuff. And I almost always would rather be either using my iPhone or my Mac.
1: I mean, the iPhone reference is, is interesting. I wonder if it, would, if it would be easier for customers to choose if they came out with them all at once. So here's the mini. Here's the Air and here's the Pro. You, you have three sizes, you have three models, yes. and that's it. Coming them out like every six months, here's one, here's the other, and, the, and it's, it's, it gets confusing in the line. Maybe mm-hmm. simplifying it would be better.
2: Yeah, or like you said, launching them all at once, like they do iPhones, where they go like, "This is the line," you know, it's, and, and these are the clear differences
1: between them, and really break it down by screen size, by performance. Yeah, I mean, do we need eleven an, an eleven-inch Pro and a ten-point-nine-inch Air? I don't think so. And the regular iPad. And, and, the, Mini. and the regular one. <laughs> and they're all updated yeah. on different at different times and at different cadences. Differences that like you really gotta dive into the spec sheet to to see. And right. some one has promotion and one doesn't. And it's just like And like, every year when now. you
2: buy an iPhone, every iPhone that year has the same processor in it. And and iPads, it's all over the place. Like right. Now that iPad Pro is the M1 and yeah, you're right. It's confusing. Wearables is now they're they're regularly doing eight to 10. They had a 13 billion quarter. That's I, I, AirPods, man. Jeez. It's just... <laughs> AirPods alone is a Fortune 500 company. It's it's ridiculous.
1: Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, Roman. I didn't listen to the call, but I think Tim Cook said 75% of Apple Watch buyers last quarter were new.
0: Yes. I, th- I think that is correct. Yes. Yeah, which is just like, whoa. <laughs>
1: I
2: wonder if it's that SE. I wonder if it's that new SE, which is basically Series 4, you know?
0: Yeah. It's un- unfortunate that they don't specify... Yeah, it would be nice to uh, see, and
1: you know, smartwatches still aren't at the level of a, a PC or a, or a smartphone. So there's there's a ton of opportunity there if the if it ever reaches that point. But I think people still see the see the Apple Watch and other smartwatches just as like a fancy accessory that I don't right. really necessarily need.
2: Yeah, when you said not at the level of, you mean it's not that thing where it's like everyone's got one. It's a replacement market. Yeah, we are not in the replacement market segment yet. There, a lot of people are, of course, buying. An Apple Watch to replace their Apple Watch, but yeah, there's there's a billion people with iPhones that don't, and like 900 million of them don't have an Apple Watch on their wrist. It's...
1: I mean, I, I you know I I see them, I see them plenty around when I'm walking around, but not. Like oh yeah,
2: home. but you know we also are self-selecting our market a little bit. I mean, for Roman and I, it's California. The iPhones and Apple Watches are are everywhere. Have iPhones, Apple Watches, and every th- fifth car in the streets of Tesla. It's not It's not indicative of the rest of the world, but they have a ton of room to grow, especially if they can kind of, if that Apple Watch SE can become the kind of thing like the iPhone SE was in places like India and China, where there's more price sensitivity and people, they want to get into, there's just so much market to grow into. It's
1: Yeah. If they were to find a way to bring that model down to the price of the Series 3, but Mm -hmm. not have it be so crippled both in design and performance in my opinion. I think that, yeah, that could be a huge seller. It's still, the Apple Watch SE, even a 280, Mm -hmm. it's still a little bit pricey. Yeah, if they can bring that down to two forty nine. Even one nine one ninety nine would be ridiculous. But even like two twenty nine, two forty nine, I think would, would would go a long way. Rumors say that it won't be updated till next year, though. Maybe maybe they'll cut the price. I, I yeah, I, I imagine they're going to
2: take the same tactic they do with the iPhone SE, where it's kind of like an an every two years sort of
0: yeah
1: update. But maybe maybe they'll dump that Series three and bring the SE down to that slot. That would be huge. That's a big price cut. I doubt it, but we'll see. Yeah.
2: Apple doesn't do price cuts.
1: Not generally, oh, no. not, not, yeah. not generally. What they do for, old, like, the iPhone 12 will get a $100 price
2: cut. When the 13 comes out, yeah, yeah.
1: Or maybe the Series 6 will stick around, and that'll be the, the $299, and we'll see. I do think they need something at that $199 price range, and the Series 3 cannot <laughs> last another year.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and I wouldn't recommend people buy a Series 3, and... They really want to get people off of it's almost a different platform with its its different sort of design and resolutions and stuff like it's it looks similar the bands work the same but the screen's not the same and yeah
1: and it's i'm surprised it's, i mean i guess they had a support watch away, watch os 8 cuz they're still selling it but i yeah. can't imagine it's going to run that well
2: yeah watch os 9 i would not be surprised if it does not run on series 3 yeah.
1: I, I it's it's like remember when they had the the ipad uh the ipad 2 was around for like 5 years after the <laughs> 3 like they just kept it around they just kept yeah. dropping the price a little bit
0: so that wearables home accessories category is heavily weighted with the wearables accessories, and not so much with the home. The HomePod was not mentioned at all during this call, and we haven't heard anything about the HomePod except for you know the discontinuation of the original HomePod. Yeah, I have to imagine on a
2: unit sales basis, HomePod Mini is doing better just because it's way cheaper. But it's still they're not making a good case for that, and when you just put it next to the gangbuster sales of AirPods, you know.
1: I mean it's it's a victim of Apple's kind of not really having a plan for it I think. It's good. It's a good speaker. Mm-hmm. I have I have one. I use them as a speaker for my Mac. So I have two of them as a stereo pair on my Mac and it is not the experience it should be. It disconnects, different apps have different controls and it's and sometimes it plays when I don't want it to and sometimes it doesn't when I do. And AirPlay isn't great on the Mac. The, um, I get like stuttering sometimes. It's just it's it's not the greatest experience. When it works it's awesome. But there's a lot there that it, it's not, you know, Apple doesn't really support it in a way it does AirPods. AirPods, you turn them on, you put them on, boom, 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 it all works. It's all great. It all sounds fantastic. You turn them on, you put them in the case. Like all of that is, is perfectly in tune with the devices you have. Air, uh, HomePod, not so much.
2: Yeah, HomePod is still very much meant to be its own smart speaker first. And all of this stuff where you can use it as output for your Apple TV or your Mac or whatever seems like a secondary thought. Uh, but even for that, it, it's just they were so late competing with Amazon and Google in the smart speaker thing. And then when they did, it's like everybody goes, like, yeah, but Siri's not good. <laughs> like, who cares how good it plays music? Siri's not good. And it's getting better, but it's not getting better fast enough.
0: Apple saw fifty-eight percent growth in China. They've got to be happy about that.
1: Yeah, they're always looking, looking yeah. to increase their their uh, their China revenue.
0: Wasn't it just a few years ago where some analysts were saying that Apple can can never make way in China? Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. Of it wasn't. I. It's too of, expensive. Like, early early last year. Yeah. Yada yada. Yeah. It's 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 always a thing. It's always one of those things that matter to companies, you know, China growth. For a while, yeah. it, Apple a was struggling, uh, struggling a bit in China and some some of it was due to the pandemic early last year. But mm-hmm. yeah, they've, they've come back strong. It's still an issue that at some point is going to have to be resolved with the government. And, you know, there's a lot there that I'm sure Apple has to work out. But
2: Yeah, everybody is kind of uh, in the same boat of they have to follow the laws in China for their phones in China, And the laws in China are not – the people don't have the same protections and freedoms and stuff that they have in, you know, Western Europe and in the U.S. and North America and everything. There's always this consternation about, like, Apple removed this app from the App Store or whatever, whatever the thing is they did. They changed this flag and stuff. It's like, well, they were required to by law. And people are saying like, well, but they shouldn't back down. They shouldn't
1: like, comply or they, shouldn't they should comply. just pull out of, of, of China completely. And then right. neither of those things is is a viable option. Well, no, I mean, could be, but you've got to accept
2: that if they're going to not sell stuff in China, it's going to have a huge impact on sales
1: overall. So Yeah. And also manufacturing and everything else. So there's a yeah. lot there. They can't just do it in, on a whim.
0: Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 753. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast in the podcast app or on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at MacWorld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast where we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.